Jey Uso, who successfully defended their tag titles earlier tonight, are about to punish the demon. This is what happens when you have to deal with the tribal chief. You have to deal with the first enemy. The demon fighting back. The demon fighting back. Sending Jimmy Uso off the barricade. Sending a to Jay. The demon's still in this thing. The match continues, remember. We still got a championship match going on. The demon. Sending Jay Uso off the match underway. There are no countouts. There's going to be no disqualifications. Demons down. Romans. What the hell is that? Is that? Give me the demon. That's the damn demon's heartbeat. Look at the demon.
What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood, broadcasting from the professional wrestling capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. Glad that you're with us as we talk about the Extreme Rules pay-per-view from the WWE emanating from Columbus, Ohio. I almost went to Columbus to see this. I have cousins in Columbus, Ohio, and I almost, almost decided to take the weekend and go to Columbus to see this live and in person at the Nationwide Arena. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm pretty glad that I didn't after watching Extreme Rules from the WWE. Okay, so every pay-per-view is not perfect, as you well know. Every show is not going to be five stars. Every Raw, every Dynamite, every SmackDown, every Rampage, every MLW, NWA, ever, any professional wrestling show that you watch is not going to be an A-plus all the time. Very rarely is it an A-plus. But there was not one A-plus match on this card for Extreme Rules. Felt like, I don't know, like a like a super raw or a super sized SmackDown. I'm not sure how to describe this pay-per-view, but what you just heard is the Universal Championship on the line as Roman Reigns defends against the demon Finn Balor. Now, of course, you know Roman Reigns was going to win this match, but how would Roman Reigns win this match? The whole object of this company is to make Roman Reigns strong. Make him sure he looks strong because... Even more so than Big E as the WWE champion, you and I both know that Roman Reigns, for Vince McMahon, is the guy. Even though he's not really the WWE champion, he's just a universal champion, he's a brand champion, but Roman Reigns is the straw that stirs the drink for this company. And so, I thought that this was a very good match to start off things. I thought that both styles really meshed well. And if Roman Reigns is going to go over, let him go over. Whether it's Paul Heyman cheating, whether it is the bloodline coming in, whatever. Let Roman Reigns win the match, but not by weird, odd circumstances. As you hear from Michael Cole and Pat McAfee doing the commentary for this, you know, you see the demon, Finn Balor, having the edge, finally. An opportunity to finally win the Universal Championship from Roman Reigns. And then the top rope breaks as he gets ready for his coup de grace. The top rope breaks? Now, I've seen this in independent wrestling. I've seen this in regional wrestling where a rope breaks. You can go to YouTube and go to Memphis Wrestling, just a regular match, and all of a sudden the top rope breaks. I've seen this before, right? And so... For this to happen out of nowhere, without explanation, is bullshit. If I was there paying good money to see Roman Reigns beat Finn Fat Balor, or just to see a really good match, that finish, that cartoonish finish where, oh, yeah, the top rope broke. Well, how did it, how did it break? Who, who was able to you know, mess around with that top rope to make Finn Balor fall? I can understand that Paul Heyman had people from the back, come in and screw with the top rope. And you saw that on camera, like, oh, you know, when Finn Balor goes up there, he might fall, boom. But it just came out of nowhere. I don't like that hocus pocus. <laughs> I just I just don't like it because I thought that the match itself was good and I know Roman was going to go over because I know that both wrestlers are very good, but just 
that whole way of, well, Roman won, but Finn really didn't lose because the top rope broke. It was by circumstances. So you're trying to make Finn Balor look strong or the Universal Champion look strong? Didn't understand that. Moving forward here, we go to other matches on the card when we see Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks has been so in and out of the company. I know that there's Sasha fans. I know people love Sasha. There's Sasha stands out there that thinks that she's the greatest thing. And she's so been in and out of the company. Like, have we gotten an explanation why she wasn't available at SummerSlam? Have you read that anywhere? Could you tell me what happened to Sasha Banks? We could speculate, but what officially happened to her that she was not available? What was up with that, right? Hmm. So all of a sudden she just appears in Columbus. And she interrupts what I thought was a really good match. Not great, a solid match between Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Bianca Belair. You know the story. Bianca Belair loses in less than 30 seconds at SummerSlam uh, as she got Kofi'd. Um, and so she loses and Becky Lynch is a champion and Becky Lynch is the, is a heel and the match is going on fine. And all of a sudden, you know, here comes interference from Sasha Banks. So Sasha goes after Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. She a baby face. Is she a heel? What's her deal? What is she trying to do? I don't know, but that disqualification does not work for me. You know why it doesn't work for me? Because it's extreme rules. That's why it doesn't work for me. And before I even move forward, let me get to that part of it as well. The WWE needs to rebrand some of the names of their pay-per-views. When I say extreme, what do you think of? You're a wrestling fan. When I say extreme, what stands out? Extreme Championship Wrestling, right? ECW where everything was extreme. People do forget that in between all that extreme, there was some terrific uh, matches. Away from kendo sticks, away from cheese graters, away from blood and guts, They there actually was some great matches in ECW that did, did not involve violence. It was just great wrestling. But the point is, though, is if you're going to call a pay-per-view extreme rules, Shouldn't everything be thrown out the window, like disqualifications and weapons and all this stuff? Shouldn't, if something is extreme, that means it is not like a usual Raw or SmackDown, correct? So what is the point of this? Why call it extreme rules when Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch is having a match and all of a sudden here comes Sasha Banks and you call for the bell? That's extreme? Extreme is allowing Sasha Banks to go after both of them, lay them both out, and then the match is a no contest, or let them continue. Point is, though, is that there's nothing extreme about extreme rules. They just called that because, well, uh, we've called it EC, we've called it ECW's name for a while here, extreme rules. So we'll just have something extreme. The people in Columbus were asking for tables for over two and a half hours. Because they thought extreme rules, right? Well, let's give them tables. They're asking for tables. You know, and again, I have never chanted for tables because we've seen the table spot a million times to the point where it doesn't even matter anymore. I saw the table spot on Raw uh, on a match because I was interested in seeing Damian Priest against Sheamus. It's one of the guys I enjoy watching, Damian Priest and Sheamus, because I know it's going to be a good match, right? But they had a table spot. It's like, well, I'm, I'm numb to it now because everyone has a table spot. 
Point is, though, is that Columbus was asking for a table spot because they were looking for something extreme. There was nothing extreme about Extreme Rules except for Finn Balor falling off the fucking top rope. That was it. <laughs> I just don't understand this company sometimes. You know, I might be in the minority with this, but I feel like the best match on the card was this match. Oh, Damian Priest loses his United States title. Absolutely right. Hardy just trying to hold on. It's a closer and closer. Almost there. And he's there. We didn't think no, he could. Triple threat rules. There is no rule break. There's no disqualification. You are right, Corey. We thought that was the pressure on the legs and the spine. He's going to have to wait. And Priest had no choice but to come to the aid of Hardy lest he lose his own title. But Priest attacking the nose. And we were about to see the tap. Here comes Damian Priest. We had to know the moment that mask came off the nose would be a clear bullseye on Sheamus. Expect no mercy from Damian Priest. Oh, kick right to the nose. Uh Uh-oh. Priest got picked out of midair. White noise. We can have a new champion. One, two. Oh, already just in time. That is two times in a row. Sheamus. Oh, missed the fate. Seamus could have been champion and was denied. Well, Priest had it well scouted. A step ahead of Jeff Hardy. Bell ringer. Well, Priest looking to end this right now. This will do it. Oh, oh. oh. Reverse Hardy, Hardy's going for the Dragon Sleeper. Priest senses it, scoots out the back door. Great, great wherewithal from Jeff Hardy. Oh. That one worked. Reversal to reversal to reversal. And Jeff Hardy is feeling it now. Testament to the tenacity of the charismatic enigma about to make the long, familiar climb to the top. Jeff Hardy set to strike, and if he does so, the United States title. Oh, look out. Oh, thing is swamped on ball, but no. Sheamus just in time. And the Celtic warrior is pleased with himself. Well, this is the unnerving sight you'd never like to see. Sheamus from the top rope. 260 plus. Mocking Jeff Hardy. I love it. Oh, that's got to do it. To the cover. Will we see one, two? Oh, unbelievable kick out by Damian Priest. Jeff Hardy kicked back to the outside of the ring. We knew this would be chaotic. We knew this would be grueling. It has lived up to the hype. And it's all for the right to be called United States champion. A more excessive showboating by Sheamus. Are you not entertained, Saxton? To Byron's point, I think he could put this one away right now. Breezed out of the way. Avoided the bro kick. Doesn't avoid that double boot, however. Check out that core strength. Now Sheamus again, big smile. On the top rope yet again. And I got this. I still got it. Uh, maybe you don't, Sheamus. Oh, no. Damian Priest with the throat of Sheamus. Going for a ride. Halfway across the ring. Sheamus is down. Priest with the cover. Oh, what? What's Hardy? Hardy. Oh, Swanton. Double stacked. Hardy needs to make a cover. Situation that got Hardy here. Bro kick. Good night, Jeff. Hardy's out. Priest from behind. To the wrong shoulders down. Champion, 
Damian Priest holds on to the championship against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. There was a little heat to this. And again, very few matches have heat anymore. Uh, but there's a little heat to this because of Sheamus. Sheamus, and I've said this on the podcast before, but I'll tell you again, that Sheamus really works hard. I've never seen a D-plus match or a C-minus match from Sheamus. There's always an effort from him. He always works hard. I've been a Damian Priest fan before he became the WWE. I just know that he's a terrific worker as well, and he's only going to get better in this company. I'm glad that he's the champion. And then Jeff Hardy, because of nostalgia, there are fans that will still root for Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy didn't take a step back either. So I thought all three wrestlers really worked hard. Now, again, I feel like I might be in the minority of this because there might be bigger names that people look at uh, for this card or in this company. But as far as work rate, as far as how interesting the match was for the United States Championship, I thought that it was a quick paced match and a lot of power, of course, coming from Damian Priest and from Sheamus. Uh, as a matter of fact, Sheamus and Damian Priest had another match on Monday Night Raw for the U.S. title. I just think that those guys worked hard. And that was about a B-plus match, um, A-minus, B-plus match. And you know what? For my money, that was pretty solid. And the reason why that that was solid is because it should have been Charlotte Flair against Alexa Bliss as the number one match possibly on this card. But that was more like a C-plus to a C-minus. And the reason why is because I'm a grown-up with a mortgage. And I'm just not into Alexa Bliss and the doll. And of course, if it's a WWE, you will be embarrassed at your in your hometown. And Alexa Bliss is from Columbus, Ohio, and she was embarrassed. Not just that she lost a match, but she lost her doll. I can't believe I'm talking about this on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, for real. I mean, it's like, really? The doll Lily was torn into several pieces by Charlotte Flair after the matchup. And what we saw is Alexa Bliss crying, crying like a child that her doll Lily is no longer around. And we got chance of thank you, Lily, because she died in Columbus. <sighs>
Yes, a grown woman crying and screaming. I had to watch that, so I want you to hear that one more time. Sounded ridiculous, right? Why is there screaming on your podcast? Well, if you watch Extreme Rules, you had to deal with that as well. So I want you, I want to subject you to that as well. <laughs> just, just. It should have been a, a chant of thank you, uh, Lily. It should have been thank you, Bruce Pritchard. Because that, if that does not have Bruce Pritchard written on it, I don't know what does. A doll, really? A doll? Another solid match for Extreme Rules, the Usos against the Street Profits. I would want to watch them 10 times. I thought that that was um, a solid match, a match I would probably normally see on SmackDown. Um, but I thought they turned uh, turned up a little bit. And I think that the storyline of Montez Ford and his ribs being taped up, uh, I think that that was a really good angle Montez Ford gets beat down SmackDown. He's on the pay-per-views 100%, and he takes the pinfall. Um, but it just shows you that the Usos are strong, and the Street Profits, they lose nothing from losing the match. Uh, they'll be right back in the title picture again. But I just like good tag team wrestling. I'm a tag team wrestling mark, and I really enjoy it. And so when I see the Usos and the Street Profits, I think they did really well. So ultimately, my friends, as I go through this uh, this card, the New Day against Bobby Lashley, AJ, and almost. Notice, by the way, at Extreme Rules, that Big E was in a six-man tag team match and not defending his WWE championship. I mean, he is the WWE champion. And we'll talk about Big E in just a moment. Uh, and in the pre-show, Carmella, uh, she loses to Liv Morgan. And that I saw that match as well. It's, again, a match I would see on TV. And, and my philosophy for this is very simple. When you see a pay-per-view, you want to see things that you've never seen before, right? You look for a move or something that happens in the match, but boy, I've never seen it before. Oh boy, these wrestlers are working a lot harder than I would normally see on a Monday or Friday night from the WWE. And and for the most part, the WWE gets it right when it comes to pay-per-views. Like, you'll get some really thrilling matches. I mentioned um, that my favorite match on the card was the United States Championship, because I think that all the wrestlers worked hard. Uh, but you don't see 
usually a pay-per-view like this where nothing really stands out. And then, of course, Extreme Rules is not really that extreme. Actually, Raw was much more extreme than the actual pay-per-view. And I, I was disappointed in that. So it was not a bad card. It was a solid, I would say, B- minus to a C show. But I think that some of the action picked it up to make it closer to a B at times, especially with the United States Championship. So I'm good with that. Let me move on to Raw. It's a show I usually don't watch, but I found out some of the matches that would be on the card, like AJ Styles against Riddle. And in a lot of ways, away from the histrionics and the silliness that is Monday Night Raw, this matchup on a pay-per-view would be sensational. You give these guys 30 minutes, uh, they would steal the show because I know how good they are. Hey, you t- leave them to their own ad- devices, get away from the WWE style, and you put this in New Japan, you put this anywhere else, and you're seeing a, a really, really great match between these two. At least I feel, right? So I thought that that, that match was pretty solid. I knew that Sheamus and Damian Priest, if you've not seen that match, go out of your way to watch how extreme that match was, where there were welts on the backs of Sheamus and Damian Priest. They took a beating. They beat. I'm sure Vince McMahon told them in Gorilla, "Beat the hell out of each other." Oh God, beat the hell out of each other. I'm sure. I'm sure that was said, right? So that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but AJ Styles and and Riddle, I thought was a very good match as well. When I found out they were wrestling, I fast forwarded through that to be able to see that. Um, but let's talk about Big E for a second as the heavyweight champion. So this whole thing with Big E and Bobby Lashley, two big bulls, two big dudes in there. And I really love watching Big E as the WWE champion because when he cashed in the money in the bank, is it WWE? You never know what's going to happen, right? Is he going to get screwed with this or not? And I love that he is champion and he's holding his end of the bargain as someone that has been able to take his game up a notch or two. He's not doing too much. He's not going over the top. He's not trying to do anything that we haven't seen him do in the new day. And listen how over he is. For a company that's hard to be able to manufacture baby faces, we know that the New Day has been baby faces for a long time, but there's a respect there for Big E. I don't know how he's doing at house shows. I don't know if he's main eventing anything on the on the house show circuit. I've not looked that up. Uh, but I'm just looking at him on television and seeing the, the whole thing of him haunting Paul Heyman before he became champion with that money, the, uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase. And now that he's champion, he just looks the part. He looks the part. He's Big E. And you know he's got the big smile and the big personality and uh, can cut a promo. I just think that whole thing with him going single and being able to go against Apollo Crews and those series of matches, I think that the company were like, you know, we could go with this guy. And I understand that he's the WWE champion but not the guy. I mean, we've seen this example hundreds of times in the WWE where someone is the WWE champion, but really not the guy. Bray Wyatt, CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit. I mean, it, it goes on and on of, of wrestlers that um, they have the championship, but really not the guy. Uh, Kofi Kingston is all along that on those lines as well. But I like what I see from Big E, and I hope that he's taking advantage of this and realizing, like, like man, I'm going to be able to take my game even a step further 
because I think he's been very interesting to watch. And so, as I mentioned, in some ways, Raw was more extreme than Extreme Rules because we got a cage match. So rare, right? A cage match. And I understand that those that break down the numbers and the ratings say, oh, WWE, they just have to just chill until after January because they're against Monday Night Football, so they don't have to do so much. You know, I, I appreciate the WWE um, trying to put a solid match on first, knowing that Monday Night Football doesn't start until like 715, 720. I appreciate them not taking a step back saying, well, you know, it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're here, here we are in Cincinnati, and so we're just going to just play out the string and just put bullshit up there. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. What they did is they put on a card that was better than the pay-per-view. <laughs> they actually, Raw, when I look at all the what happened in the matches, and I only seen a couple of matches from Raw, but just reading what happened on Monday night, it was better than Extreme Rules, including this cage match with Big E uh, against Bobby Lashley. It's annoyed with Big E at this point. Imagine Bobby Lashley screaming at you, stay down. 99% of superstars would, but not Big E. Want Big E to stay down, you better make Big E stay down. Big E refusing to release his grip on the former champion. Uh oh! On the swing! Big E retains the championship in a steel cage match. I'll tell you one thing, they put that big ending over, that um, that finishing maneuver for Big E. Once you are put in that, and this was from the second rope in the cage, bam. Big E wins and retains the WWE championship. Well, we've seen Bobby Lashley take that thing two or three times, right? Once Big E's got you in that maneuver, it's all over. So 
I was happy for Big E. I'm happy that he has a title reign. Uh, I think that is really, really cool. So uh, happy for him and uh, and look forward to seeing the next matches. Now, again, I know he's never, not going to be the guy, but he is the company champion right now. So happy for uh, Big E in a really good match against Bobby Lashley. As I mentioned, Raw to me, when I look at it and you see the few matches that are on this card, and again, I don't have three hours to spend on Mondays. I've admitted this to you people. You know, my friends. I just, <laughs> I'll watch SmackDown. I'll watch some of the AEW stuff. I'll watch NXT, just like, but you know, NXT UK. I'll watch a lot of this other stuff and some of the independents, but I just don't have three hours for Raw. I just don't. But I, But in this case, the WWE says, I don't care who we're against. We're going to do a make good for Extreme Rules, and we're going to put on a really, really good show. And they and they did. Uh, I thought that they did the fans right in Cincinnati, Ohio uh, for Monday Night Raw. Let me make a special announcement to you, okay? A special announcement. This podcast, moving forward, will be sponsored by Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped is the new sponsor for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I want you to go to the website manscaped.com, M-A-N-scaped.com, and use the promo code HOOD, H-O-O-D. This is no joke, Manscaped. I have Manscaped. I was able to get it a few months ago, and I love it. It is a trimmer for groin and body grooming. Yes, the, per- the special person in your life is tired of you smelling bad down there, as you well know. That's why they have the anti-chafing ball deodorant. They've got the body wash. They've got the groin wash. Groin wash? Yes, they do. They've got the clear groin shaving gel. They've got a razor for you. You know, listen, getting a pair of scissors is not the right thing to try to shave what's going on down there. You know, as... As Razor Ramon or as Scott Hall used to say, where? Down there. So keep in mind that I'll be telling you more about it on the Under the Hood podcast as well as Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Manscaped is the new sponsor for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm so excited that they are a partner with this podcast. If you are P1, if you are listening to this podcast, wherever you're listening to us from, I hope that you support them because they are supporting us now. Manscaped.com, but please use the promo code HOOD. That's my last name, H-O-O-D. As I mentioned, I'll tell you more about it moving forward here for the next 30 days, 60 days, but I really hope that you can be able to lock into Manscaped. Now, here's my thought. It's late September as we record this, right? What a great gift. Get your gifts now for the holidays. You figure, okay, what am I going to get for a gift? I say get it now, and that way you just hold on to it and then give a gift or a birthday or just a special someone that really needs some help down there. Uh, manscaped.com. Go to the website. Look for the promo code HOOD. Put that in, and you get some special uh, packaging. I love this. Boxers, t-shirts, they've got the ultra smooth package. They've got the crop care kit. I use it. I have it here. The weed whacker and the replacement blade. They have it all for you right here. So for that special someone that's tired of you looking like that down there, go to manscaped.com, use the promo code HOOD, and uh, be able to get a discount there by just using my last name. And as I mentioned, on a lot of my platforms, I'll tell you more about Manscaped, but we want them to stick around. They support us. You support them. Manscaped.com. Promo code is HOOD uh, right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. As always, I appreciate you listening, and uh, don't forget, 
We will have more uh, moving forward here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, including a mailbox segment. We have not done a mailbox segment asking, uh, answering your questions as you ask me questions about professional wrestling. Uh, look for me on Twitter at WrestlingTWT, again, WrestlingTWT, or on Instagram at WrestlingTWT. Any questions that you might have on wrestling, send them there. As you listen to this podcast, send them there, and I'll answer your questions. I'll use your name. I'll promote your Twitter or promote your Facebook or whatever social media that you're listening to this through, and I'll make sure that you uh, have your questions answered here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. As we're brought to you by Manscaped, use the promo code HOOD. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.